Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. Each week, we deliver news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, again, always great to see you. Hey, Jenny, glad to be back with you again this week. As the weather's starting to change, but overall, the freight markets aren't seeing too much change as we head through September. Well, Mays, the big news of the week, although I would love to say that it's nicer weather, is that we completely avoided chaos last week, right? I don't think you could have said any better, Jenny. Most people waking up this past Friday woke up with a sigh of relief, as most of the people who work within the supply chain can breathe a little bit easier heading into this week, knowing that no significant disruption will occur on the rails due to union strikes. Last week, unions on the rail lines came to a tentative agreement. The agreement is a step in the right direction and definitely not only relieves a little stress for me, but relieves stress for shippers throughout the industry. Lucky we are indeed. All right, Maze, let's talk about the industry a little bit and what the state of it currently is. I know we've been talking about the fact that there haven't really been changes, but what does that mean? It's because last September, we sounded like a broken record playing over and over again on a weekly basis as we reported out new record spot rates hitting new heights. As we continue to navigate through 2022, this September couldn't be any more different. The truckload market is in the grips of shippers as spot rates stay stagnant and tender compliance remains at elevated levels, cutting off the volume hitting the spot market unlike we saw last year and making the truckload market more stable in the shippers' eyes. I do wonder how this will fare out in the next couple of months, but that also leads me to the important question here is what's going on with carriers? Their point of view couldn't be any more different. It's becoming a lot more unstable for them to continue to grow and operate as low spot rates continue to hamper small and mid-sized carriers. Maze, one thing that I'd love for us to explore next week is what is the rate of retention for small and mid-sized carriers to date? I know we saw a lot of exits earlier in the year. Is that still happening moving forward? But in the meantime, you know I've always got to ask, what are some positive things that happened for carriers last week? As carriers celebrated Driver Appreciation Week, they also got some relief at the pump as national diesel prices declined by 51 cents from the week prior. So there was some good news out there for the drivers that keep the U.S. turning. And one thing to note, Mays, is that fuel costs and really the dramatic increase that we saw it get to a couple of months ago was one of the biggest factors of driver turnover. But Mays, let's jump into a regional breakdown of what the markets look like today. You got it, Jenny. Let's jump right into the state of freight. The Southeast region continues to loosen as capacity proves to be no issue to shippers. Well, Jenny, even though imports in the southeastern and Gulf have continued to climb, and we keep speaking about the issues they're seeing, even these truckload markets are not seeing issues, and spot rates are still witnessing slim declines. All right, Maze, and let's get a bigger picture of what the West Coast markets look like. Well, Jenny, as we mentioned last week, the Pacific Northwest continues to tighten as produce volumes pick up. Shippers should expect this to continue for the next few months. And this timing is arguably the second biggest produce season of the year. Obviously, the first happening right before the summertime in the spring, and then this time around right before the big holiday seasons that are coming up. Carriers should start attempting to pull rates in their direction for freight leaving the Pacific Northwest, which is opposite of what they've observed as the Pacific Northwest has been very loose in the previous months. And jumping over to the Midwest region, we have started to see signs of tightening, especially around the major markets in the Chicago metro area. 
as spot rates have started to see pressure in recent weeks. Now let's talk about Chicago for a second. So arguably it is one of the biggest rail hubs across the nation. It's actually uh, highly concentrated on class one railroads. And not only that, but some of the biggest commodities that are shipped into and out of the metropolitan Chicago area include machinery, electronics, food, office supplies, hardware, pharmaceuticals, petroleum, etc. So this makes total sense. Even as fear on the rail union strikes and potential impacts on the West Coast could have loomed over the industry last week, California on the West Coast did not experience any noticeable impacts. But Jenny, freight heading into the Golden State is experiencing the most volatility as rates continue to increase slightly regardless of the origin. No matter where a shipper's sending freight out of, if it's going into the state of California, especially Southern California, they are likely to see higher rates and a little bit tighter capacity. Something we'll definitely keep an eye on in the coming weeks, but Baze, I know you want to talk long haul volumes. Let's get into it. Thanks for bringing it up, Jenny. Like I said earlier, there is one trend I'm continuing to keep my eye on. Is long haul volume on the comeback heading into Q4? The reason this trend continues to catch my eye week after week is the average length of haul and the increase in long haul volume that we have witnessed since the beginning of September. Right, because as most already know, the length of haul is one way to disrupt capacity without an increase in overall volume. Longer lengths of haul will time capacity for an extended period of time. And throughout the pandemic, Jenny, we saw the average length of haul grow. Disruptions added urgency, causing freight to be moved across a greater length of haul to get to the final destination quicker. And since the cliff fall of spot rates that started back in March, we actually saw the longer haul freight decline faster than any other length of haul. And why would that be, Maze? This is partially due to shippers not having the urgency to move inventory to the final destination. Instead, we saw the freight moved to nearby warehousing markets. Okay, but talk to us about the importance of why we're discussing this today. It's so far this month, we have seen the national average increase, which could start putting some pressure on capacity in different markets. It's too early to make it a market-changing trend, but certainly an area to keep an eye on as we move into Q4 come October. All right, Mays. Well, thank you for the market update, and let's hear what we're talking about for next week's episode. Well, Jenny, next week, we're going to dive deeper into the ports and what's happening as imports start to show some slowing and continue to show a significant shift to the East Coast that has created bottlenecks that you and I are way too familiar with and we saw on the West Coast last year. We will dive into the congestion and how it may impact the truckload sector come Q4. Well, you heard the man. We'll see you next week with an all new episode. Until then, drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.